live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Justin Fields. Dude, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Looking at your watch, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a watch guy. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty oh, yeah. similar. I like that. Pretty I like similar. that. I like, I like that yours, too. Yes, sir. Respect. Yes, sir. You like yellow gold? I do. I do. I do. Are you a rose gold guy or just exclusively I've, yellow? No, lately, I've kind of been digging the rose gold, so right? I might have to yeah, move over a little bit. But, yeah, right? I mean, I got this a couple of years ago. But, I mean, lately, the rose gold has definitely been uh, enticing for sure. All right, dude, talk to me. Like, as a watch guy, yeah. there's a story behind every watch, man. Like, you can't. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you don't see it like I mean, you have to see it, and know right away. But there's got to be a story. Is there a story behind that, or are you just kind of like, hey man, I like that, I want that. You know, this was the first watch that I got uh, after I got drafted, so you know. That's what I'm saying. You know, most guys get the bust down jewelry, but you know, these plain Janes they a- appreciate. So you know, uh, just you just, understand, just, dude. Just, just had to be smart with it, and you know, just just went with the. Uh, Plain Jane Gold. Uh, all right, so first of all, there's yeah. nothing plain Jane about that, dude. There's nothing plain Jane about that piece. I know that <laughs> no. piece. But number two, what I like about that is that was the first thing you got after you were drafted. You'll always remember that. Mm-hmm. And number two, you thought about it's going to hold its value. Exactly. You can never get hurt. Now, dude, you ain't going to get rich on that. You're not going to retire all. on that, yeah. but it will hold its value. For sure. Most Good. Glad we got that out of the way. All right, so bring me up today. Like, your season ended with a hip injury week mm-hmm. 17. You missed the regular season finale. Mm-hmm. Seems to me, dude, you tell me, you took a pounding now, all right? You yeah. took some punishment. How are you feeling right now, and then when do you start to ramp up with your off-season activity? What's your approach? I feel good right now. Um, you know, of course, the first couple of weeks after the off-season was just, you know, getting treatment and, and getting my body, you know, back together. But now is the time where, you know, starting to get back working out to where I'm doing workouts, no no weights, just, you know, body stuff and, you know, uh, just, just different body control stuff and stuff like that. So um, down in Florida now, just started throwing this past week and, um, you know, really ready to get back to work. So. Justin Fields joining us. The other thing to me, it seems like if you're a pro athlete, what you want is consistency, right? You want mm-hmm. consistency in your system, consistency in your coaching. Dude, you've had two years in two different systems. Yeah. By the end of the year, were you, how much more comfortable were you in the system? And were you pretty much just going on in? instinct and athleticism and not thinking yeah I mean you know it's it, it's it's always tough when you're learning a new offense and I think you know us as a whole offense uh and and me personally uh I definitely got more comfortable with the offense you know towards week five six you know I think of course we had a new coaching staff this year too so uh, you know, they had to learn what we did well as an offense. So, you know, once they kind of figured that out, that's when we started to get rolling a little bit. And, you know, that's when we started having a lot of success on offense. So, uh, but yeah, week, week five, six is where, you know, I really got comfortable in the offense. And, you know, we, we started to, you know, take off. Bears quarterback Justin Fields joining us first up on this Thursday. You know, you live you live and work in a notoriously tough sports town. Now, listen, yeah. if you're good and you win there, man, there is no better place. Yeah, Chicago's sure. an amazing place, sure. but it's tough, and especially if you're a QB1 in that town. Mm-hmm. To me, it takes a different cat altogether. Is this something you're cognizant of? Is this something you give any thought to? Um, I mean, no, not really. I think I would say my expectations for myself are bigger than, you know, any fan out there, bigger than, you know, anybody else out there. So, uh, you know, I think just what I want to accomplish, you know, individually uh, with my team uh, for the city of Chicago is, you know, uh, bigger than what anybody else, you know, wants. So, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's really just my job to, you know, work for it and, you know, do the best I can and be the best quarterback I can for the uh, Chicago Bears. And that, that's so. the truth, isn't it, right? The fact of the matter is, as much as they want it, yeah. they don't want it more than you. Exactly. So you got to keep the main thing the main thing and block out that noise. I think there's exactly. like a, a discipline to that. Mm-hmm. I talked to a number of Buckeyes who are early in the league like you that are already having success. How much of that is about the fact that you've already played on a big stage? You've already been in big games. You're yeah. accustomed to playing games with enormous stakes. How much did that help you? I think it helped me a lot, you know. Of course, you know, we went to the uh, playoffs both years I was there. So I think playing in those big games definitely prepares you for, you know, games in the NFL and, you you know, really just practicing against those guys each and every day, you know. I mean, Ohio State, they're going to get, you know, the best of the best uh, high school recruits. So, I mean, you're going against, you know, good teams each and every day. So, you know, those guys are getting you better. Of course, you know, the great coaches there, they're developing you, getting you ready uh, to play at that next level. So it's it's been great, and it's not a surprise that, uh, you know, some young guys this year from Ohio State did have that success. It's almost like the learning curve is not nearly as great, and iron sharpens iron. You guys go up against each other in practice every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, this season, you became just the third quarterback in NFL history to rush for a 1,000 yards in a season joining Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick. I mean, dude, I know you're not in it for personal stats, yeah. That's a pretty rarefied air. It is. Lamar and Michael Vick. What's being included with those two and that milestone? What's that represent to you? 
I mean, it's awesome. Uh, I remember when I was seven, eight years old, I had, you know, Mike Vick cleats running around. Uh, so it's, it's definitely awesome being, you know, mentioned just in, in the same category as those two. But uh, definitely awesome. But, I, I, again, I couldn't have done it without, you know, God, my teammates, my coaches. You know, I, I, it's, it's definitely not a one-man show out there. So it, 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 it takes all 11. And, you know, just, just thankful for those guys for sure. Can you talk about Mike Vick for a minute? I don't want to gloss over that. Like, Mike in his prime, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you describe what he could do? I mean, this dude was so fast yeah. and so gifted and, and so elusive. Like, I can't even explain what that guy could do. Can you? I mean, electrifying. I mean, yeah. I think that's one word to describe it. I mean, you know, never knew when a big play was going to break. I mean, he had a, a rocket arm. So just, you know, the things that he was uh, able to do uh, with his legs, with his arm, and, you know, how he, you know, stretched defenses out was just crazy to see back in the day. So yeah. Justin Fields joining us. Let me ask you this. You get the 1,000 yards. So, as you know, fantasy honks are hoping you run that back. Is yeah. there any part of you that's like, man, is that is that on your radar? Are you thinking to yourself, man, I hope they don't need me to rush for 1,000 yeah. yards again? Yeah, I mean, I was asked this question, I think, after – I think the last game we played, but, um, yeah, I mean, I hope I don't rush for that much. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this year, I mean, I was – Why not, dude? Why not 2,000? Yeah. 2K, I, yo. I'm going to leave that to Demo and uh, Khalil Herbert. <laughs> My guys in the backfield with me. So, uh, yeah. Listen, there's keeping the main thing the main thing, and you don't want to get too caught up in social, but if you've got fan, – fancy fans have been there a long time already, mm-hmm. like getting at players, like you cost me money, and then you put gambling yeah. into this as well – is everybody jumping into your mentions positively and negatively now as a result? What, what do you do with that? If you you What's wouldn't like? understand how many. Explain it to me, dude. Like, Help me understand. I feel like I have personal problems with guys tagging me after games. Like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? I mean, I didn't tell y'all to bet on me. Uh, <laughs> y'all doing that. So, like, me personally, I don't, I don't bet, uh, you know, just because I'm not about to, you know, bet on something that I can't control. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, but you know, of course, it's a it's it's big in the big in this world that we live in. But um, you know, just don't be DMing me something crazy or mentioning me something crazy, talking because I didn't you know do something. But you know, it's it's all love at the end of the day. You know, passionate fans. But you know, so yeah. Dude, it's like you said. I mean, there's no going back, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Like this it, is the way the world is right now, exactly. and it is what it is. But there's a whole different thing there. Listen, as a dynamic dual threat QB, how much appreciation do you have respect or respect for Jalen Hurts in his game? Yeah. As you watch him. I mean, he's awesome. And I think, you know, one thing that, you know, I see from him uh, is his leadership. You know, how he leads that team, how he carries himself, you know, within that team. Uh, it's, it's awesome to see. And just the amount of people that doubted him, you know, after his second year, first, second year, it's just he didn't worry about any of that outside noise. He just, you know, kept his head down and work. And, you know, I'm. It's, it's awesome to see him, you know, uh, how much success he had this year. So um, great to see him and kind of, you know, him grow. Because, I mean, I've, I've been playing with him for – or I've been training with him for what, a couple of years now. So, you know, I've seen, you know, the type of person he is, the type of work he put in. And it's just awesome to see that, you know, he's at this point and has this amazing opportunity. Dude, I love that you said that. I love that that was the first thing you went to. It wasn't about – like, yeah. he's a dual-threat guy. It's about his arm. It's about his legs. It's about his scheme. It's about his receivers. Not You're talking about this guy's mindset. You're talking mm-hmm. about this guy's will. You're talking about this guy's approach. And most of all, his ability to lead from the front. And when the chips were down, like, this guy never changed his expression, dude. Exactly. At all. Exactly. At all. So – you are working with C4 Energy. Break this down. What is the product? What's it all about? What are you doing with them? Yeah, C4 Energy drink. You know, it's an energy drink that I usually take before workouts or before practices that, you know, kind of up my performance, give me more energy to uh, re- really reach a higher level of, you know, my workouts and really get that intensity going. So, of course, whenever I'm tired, you know, they kick in. And the great thing about C4 is that they have, uh, you know, performance, you know, energy drinks. They have uh, this thing called Super Brain Fuel where, you know, it helps you focus more. So, I mean, it's a lot of uh, great products that they have, and you know, uh, depending on what you're doing, I don't know if you work out much, but you know, you of course you're the. I don't know if dude, you do I'm that, old but to be your grandfather. What do you mean you don't? Yeah, I mean you I look, look good. Come on, man, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure, and I like the pants, but um, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> what they got going on at C4 is awesome. Um, you know, uh, I know what I put in my body. I'm big on that. So uh, 
you know, just, you know, having them as a partner, uh, they're, they're, they're great with me, and it's been awesome being with them. No, we're, we're laughing about that, but actually that's an important thing because what I do, I don't work out in the morning. I work out after my show and my prep. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the day, man, I'm burning. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm fried. I'm always looking for a bit of a lift yeah. before I get my cardio in or my lift, but I never know what to do. Like, is that, well that, is that the answer? That's the answer. I'm Where telling do I get it? I'm telling Where do I get it? Gas stations, Target, whatever, main stores. I mean, I've been seeing them, you know, grow to about every, you know, mainstream store, gas station uh, for the past couple of years now. So they're pretty easy to find. But, yeah, I mean, that's the key. If you're tired and you need a little pick-me-up, just 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 go pick you up a C4. Dude, I'll tell you what's not a pick-me-up. You looking at me and going, hey, man, I don't know if you work out or anything. Hey, I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> you you look like more of a cardio guy to me. Not, you're right, dude. Not a big weightlifter, but, hey, you're right. as you're long right, as you're man. staying in shape, you're good. I, I should bulk up a little bit, but you're right. I'm <laughs> nah, much more of a cardio guy. Good. But I'm doing something, man. Movement is the thing, right? That's the, that's the key. Right. So hit me on the way out the door. What do you think about Sunday? Who do you like and why? Um, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd probably have to, you know, choose the Eagles. Um, you know, I think uh, they're healthier right now. I think uh, uh, just their their depth in the D line. I think their defense is playing well together right now. And I think, um, you know, I think they they have a lot of weapons on you know offense too, with you know Jalen leading uh, that offense and you know the offensive line that they have, the weapons that they have on the outside, and of course the the running game is, has has been great for them too. So. Um, if I was a bad man, I'd definitely say the Eagles. Sure. All right. That, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting this week. A lot yeah. of that. Justin Fields, quarterback of the Bears, appearing courtesy of C4 Energy, the sport and fitness performance drink. Justin, great to see you, man. I appreciate yeah. the visit. Appreciate you. Have, Have a great year. Appreciate yes, you. You too. All right. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help routinely remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. He is Brian Dawkins. Beat Doc, what's going on, man? How are you? Good to see you, my brother. Good to see you. It's good to see you, dude. How you feeling? I'm blessed. Come on, man. I I know this. Come on. I I like asking questions that I know the answer to, so I know that. (laughs) And let me ask you, when you and I spoke in October, I could already feel your energy coming through the phone line even about your Eagles. So how hyped are you that they're right there on the doorstep of getting another chip? So hyped. So hyped. Because as we talked then – the, one of the things I was most impressed is how quickly they jailed, how quickly that the, the new pieces that were brought in this year, how quickly they jailed and they formed a unit that has that seems to, like they've been together for years, but they've only been together for one year. So the advancement of the understanding of the coaches, right, doing things a little bit differently, and then putting the players in position to have success over and over again, and the players making having success over and over, it's just something wonderful to watch as a as a fan of the game, yes, but also who's someone who's played the game, and I understand the dynamic sometimes of putting all that talent in a room and thinking it's going to mesh, and it doesn't. I was going to say, Brian, so how does that work? You know, you've been in there. Sometimes it works, sometimes it does not. How? I mean, it's one thing to have talent. Talent does not guarantee anything. No. How did that thing gel and coalesce as quickly as it did how does that come together yeah so i would guess i can't i can't you know because i'm not in the locker room anymore right i can guess that the individuals that have been there who have been a part of the culture um earn the right to continue to deliver that same message to those who are coming in so just because i've done things last year specifically or excuse me last year let me slow down just because I've done something last year a specific way or the year before that a specific way does not mean that this year I have the same credibility to speak into some of these dudes' lives. Because some of these dudes may be a little bit older than me, some, and they are, right? So I need to still handle myself and conduct myself in a specific way to earn the respect. Like I always say, respect is not given, it is earned. So I earn the, the, the right to then teach you this is how we do things, right? And this is how we're going to do things. Are you on board with this? Yes, right? And then and it's more about, okay, so what do you do because you're a veteran, some of the veterans to come in, how, what can you then teach us to add to our culture 
to make us better. Does, does this make sense? This makes a lot of sense. Now, it makes sense in so much so that I want to ask you. So when you left Philadelphia to go to Denver, right, when you were in Philadelphia, you were that guy. Yeah. You taught the culture. You said this is how we do things. This is the level of expectation. This is the standard. But then when you left, you had so much to bring with you, but they had their culture and they had their standard. How did you approach that as a new guy there? So that's that's the thing. When I first got there, one of the first things that I did, I told them that I, I it may be – seeing that I'm going to come here and be a leader. No, I'm going to come here and I'm going to show you what I do. I'm going to work and I'm going to show you what I do. And that's what I did. I showed them who I was. I showed them how I work. I showed them how I work, um, worked out, right? Did you feel like you had to earn their respect? Absolutely. Even after everything you had Absolutely. done in the league? Respect is, listen, respect you is not given. You went back to zero. Is, I went back to zero. Uh-huh. You go back to zero, and you earn the respect of the guy. So the guy saw me at a 35-year-old dude, 34-year-old, um, you know, running to the ball, lifting weights like I was doing it, energetic every day coming into work, right? It's like, wow, man. And then now, they're more open to me giving them conversation and pointing out things that I I'm, I, I see that they may do different. Because you're living it. Because you're I'm doing it. Because it's a lifestyle. Thing. Yes, I'm living the doggone thing. Yeah. Ryan Dawkins yeah. joining us. Now, you played with some outstanding secondaries, especially with Philadelphia, with the likes of Troy Vincent, who I always loved as a guy and as a player. What do you make of this current Eagles DB room, which boasts the likes of Darius Slay and James Bradbury? Phenomenal. I, I have no idea how the Giants let go of Right. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh every time I think I about ha- that. And then I have no idea of how the Saints don't keep that chess piece in CJ. I, I right? just I don't understand it. So, And what that did, in my humble opinion, because when you talk about those two individuals, when you have two cornerbacks playing at that level, what that literally does is that ups the ante to everybody else at the cornerback position. So they're watching them two dudes eat the way that they're eating. It puts, I'm serious. I know, it puts I know, dude. Pressure That's why I'm smiling. Them. I know. Yeah, and the same thing with the safety position. So when you bring in a CJ, now all of a sudden, and people don't, don't talk about it, but Epps has had a fantastic year. So a lot of that has to do with the way that CJ's eaten, right? So again, that competition in the room, a healthy dialogue, but healthy competition, it raises the ante of everybody in that doggone secondary. And I love it. Brian Dawkins joining us, Hall of Famer. Listen, if I'm a general manager in that league and Howie Roseman's on the other line, I'm not taking the phone call. I mean, I'm just not, right? Like, this guy is so good at what he does and has rebuilt that team on the fly. I'm just not taking that cell phone call because I know that guy's going to get over. Let me ask you really quickly about Jalen Hurts. He was not asked to do a whole lot in the playoff wins over the Giants and the Niners, but the Chiefs are a different deal now. Jalen's had an extra week to rehab that shoulder. What are you expecting from him on Sunday? Wow. He'll be healthy. He'll be healthy. What I'm not expecting from him is to think he has to win the game himself. Okay. Because he does not. He's, it's a phenomenal offense, offensive line, creativity on the offense, a lot of things. But I also know the guy on the other side, uh, Spags. And I, it's basically um, Jim Johnson defense, you know, with a, with a little more uh, a spit and shine to it, right? So I know that he's going to be showing things. He's going to be disguising things. There's going to be a lot of movement. So it, they're going to try to confuse that. He's still a young quarterback. They're going to kind of try to confuse him a little bit and to see if he can make some mistakes. But ultimately, the, the talent on the field, the talent on the field from that receiver position, the tight end, he's in that equation as well. I think that when it's all said and done, they will make enough big plays to have the Eagles come out on top. I think that he knows that he does not have to play hero ball. He's got lots of weapons. He will take advantage of it. But you got to account for him now. You You still have to account for him. You better. You have to. Doc, let me ask you something. Like, your energy is just unbelievable. How much of this is about what you're doing physically? And how much of this is about what is within your faith? And see, my faith is the primary source of my energy. It allows me to do things and go places and have conversations that I and my own intellect and ability can't have. So it is my faith, and that's my relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the number one in my life. It, it allows me to use this thing a little better, this thing being my body. It allows me to use my mind at a higher capacity because of my spiritual depth and strength, because I study the Word, and because I'm a practicer of those things that I saw modeled in front of me and read about, excuse me, not saw, but model, uh, read about, modeled in front of me in the person of Jesus Christ. He walked and did this human thing. And he showed us how to do this human thing. You know, it's amazing to me, Doc. You could use football and lead with football to open any and door, more. and you're not. You're using faith to open doors instead of football. Is that the case? <sighs> football helps. Use, you, uh, using both. Okay. Using All right, both. fair enough. 
Um, but we, here's the thing that I hope that everybody knows when they have a conversation with me or you use me in any type of capacity is that you are, you are giving a believer in Jesus Christ the opportunity to do whatever it is that it is that you're giving me, right? So there are going to be people that are going to see me and only think about football, right? And I, and I are you okay that. with that? I, and I, and, and I, I understand it. I really do. It is my hope and my prayer that at some point that everybody will see the football, yes, but to know that ultimately it's my relationship and my walk with Christ that it has made me the man that I am, the passionate man that I am, the compassionate man that I am, the, the man that I'm, I want to do as much as I can to make you better. Whatever I can do to help you be better, like I'm being on here, I want to give as much energy into this conversation to make your show be more oh, projected. much better. Not only do I feel you, you yeah. understand this. Every single day on the show, Brian, I'm telling my listeners, can you make it better? What can you do yes. to elevate the program? Stop asking what I can do for you. What can you do to elevate conversation can you make it better so yes. do i feel you yeah, this is the bottom line of the entire program when every day i wake up what can i do to make it better yes so yes i do understand yes. what can we do to make it better yes so i appreciate that very much i get that really quickly i know who you're picking on sunday how about a final score how big of a filling win are you expecting i my the the score that has been stuck in my head is 35 to 30 Okay. That's the score that's been stuck in my head. So that is the score. You I'll know, take a shootout, something man. Something like that. It's gonna, give it's, me something watchable. It's, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think that with the preparation of both of these offensive coordinators having time to doctor up some things, to do some things, that it may um, get get the better of the defense from time to time a lot more than, than likely, and points will be put up on the, on the scoreboard. And we know if – if Andy Reid's got an extra week, he's going to take advantage of it, especially with that quarterback. Talk really quickly. We have to go. Where should the listeners go, the viewers go, if they want more information about the work you're doing? HeGetsUs.com. All right, Doc. Appreciate you so much, Brian. Right. Really good to see you. Always. Thank bro. you. Always. It's a Hall of Famer right brother. there and a legend. I love you too, Doc. Hey, now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Wild Trapper, because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried out, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Joined right now by a superstar receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson, already a three-time Pro Bowler, already a three-time All-Pro, had an amazing year this year. He appears courtesy of Sleep Number Smart Beds. We have a couple of minutes with him. Dude, I'm so glad that you find that as amusing as me. So, so what, what did you think when you read the script this year and you found out the role you were playing? What do you make of that uh, whole thing? I've seen the script, and I've seen all the triple teams and double teams they had planned for me, man. It it wasn't fair, man. I, st I still got to, to manage to get 1,800, but uh, I felt like, you know, 2,000 was short of me, man. Dude, you are <laughs> you are unbelievable. That is such a great response. Did, did you not submit that for a rewrite? Man? You break out I a definitely red did. pin I and definitely circle did. some of this crap, man. Come on, man. That, that is so awesome that you saw that script and that's what you thought. Good on you, dude. Good on you. That's really funny. quickly. That is really funny. I'm glad you think that's funny. Really quickly. We don't have a lot of time because the segment you kind of you kind of came late, dude. No, no, no offense, but listen, you. I know you'd rather be getting ready for the Super Bowl right now than talking about the Super Bowl. Very. But you won 13 games. You won your first division yeah. since 2017. Yeah. As you look back, what kind of thoughts do you have on the season? Oh, it was a great season for us, man. Um, to to have the year that we had last year, um, and having a new a whole new head coach this year and a whole new coaching staff, uh, some new players, and um, you know we managed to get 13 wins, make it to the playoffs. 
uh, I feel like it was a great a great year for us. You know, individually, I feel like I had a great year. So um, we just need to make it, you know, further in the playoffs and, and not be here next year and, you know, be in the Super Bowl. Justin Jefferson joining me for a few moments. Dude, I understand that it's about the team, not personal stats, but your personal stats were absolutely insane. Can, can you do better? Is, is there – can the bar can. go even higher? I think I can, man. I, it was a, definitely a, a couple touchdowns that I, I was short of. Uh, definitely, you know, yards that I could have had uh, that I was short of. So uh, I feel like the, the sky is the limit. You know, I, I can go as far as I want to go. Um, and, uh, you How know, far do you want to go? As far as as far as the Lord gonna take me, man. As far as the far as God got planned for me, uh, and He's been doing a amazing job, just blessing me with all of the blessings that He's been giving me. All right, so you're a finalist for the league MVP award, and it's gonna be given out tonight at the NFL Honors Show. What's really interesting about this, you're a wide receiver up for that award. The other four yeah. finalists are quarterbacks. quarterbacks. What does yeah. that mean to you? It means a lot, man. Honestly, it yeah. means a lot. Uh, I mean, the last the last person uh, to even be uh, up for that award is. Is uh, AP is the last person that won the huh. award? Uh, I think yeah. AP it was not is a the quarterback. Last, yeah, AP was the last person to win the award. So to even be a finalist for the award is uh, a blessing. Is 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 definitely something that I'm honored about. Um, and and to to be up for two awards at that is is definitely something that's amazing. So I've got to ask you about the catch really quickly. And, and the way I want to go about this is when you made that catch against Buffalo. I mean, we could argue that not only was that the catch of the year, but mm -hmm. the greatest catch ever. However, I talked to your teammate Adam Thielen about that a few weeks back. He said best catch ever, best catch ever. He's like, dude, I don't even know that that was JJ's best catch. <laughs> where, where do you come out on that? Have you made better catches than that catch? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I made some better uh, catches than that. Uh, the only thing was that I. I I caught it with somebody there. You know, I caught it with, uh, you know, somebody pretty much touching But you the, knew that, the, dude. It was in the, the script. Ball. It was in the script. <laughs> you had read the script. I just followed the script, man. That's all. That's all. I just seen the, the action I had to do, and I just did it. Is, is, there, is there any thought? I mean, is there, is there any thought? How much of that? How much of that is God-given, and how much of that is, hey, listen, I do the work, all right? I yeah. pay attention to the technique. Yeah. I'm in the film room. I'm in the dark room. Right. What, what goes into a catch like that? Is that a lifetime of work? Oh, man, that's definitely a lifetime work, uh, lifetime work. And uh, I mean, just God being on my side, you know, just being fourth and 18, uh, us needing that catch, needing that play uh, for us to even go down and try to go win the game. So, you know, uh, that, that catch was the momentum of the game, uh, definitely the momentum of the season, I felt like. And, uh, you know, just just making that play for the team, seeing the excitement uh, that the players have for me um, and for us to go win that game is definitely Unmarkable, probably one of the best games that I've been in. Hey, listen, you and I are sitting here in a media situation. We're on Radio Row. I can I can only imagine that being in that situation is times one million. Mm -hmm. But dude, your energy is really unique. Dude, your energy <laughs> is you, really cool, really Thank good. You. How similar is your energy right now to your energy in that moment? Or are you a different different cat altogether? Oh yeah, I'm I'm always gonna be the same, uh, regardless of of the fame I get. Uh, you know, the plays that I make. I'm always going to be the same person, um, and I feel like anybody can tell you that. And uh, I just always have that dog in me when I step on that field. Uh, I just want to be the best player to ever play the game, uh, and that's the type is of that, attitude is that, the goal? that I have. Yeah, of course. I want to be the best player, uh, best receiver to ever play the game. I, mean, I want to have that gold jacket at, at the end of my career. And uh, I know that, you know, it's going to take a lot more for me to, to, to be able to accomplish that. It seems that. to me to maintain that dog, I'm going to jump in. You need sleep, dude. You have to get the required course, sleep. Sure. How do you get it? Talk to me quickly. For sure, with sleep number, man. With sleep number, uh, I mean, they provide – the best beds that to ever sleep in. Uh, Eighty percent of the NFL players have a sleep number bed. Uh, I mean, the technology that's with the bed, uh, the amount of settings that you can change on there, uh, it's endless. And uh, I mean, it definitely goes to show you that uh, the the amount of sleep that you're getting definitely goes into your performance. Uh, I, I talked with a, a sleep number doctor. Um, I mean, probably like a week or two ago, uh, just about the 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 you know the importance of sleep and uh, you know the the numbers that I had uh, from the time I was sleeping good from the time I was not sleeping so good and it's definitely a difference 
What what numbers you mean? Hours or performance numbers? Performance numbers. Uh, from you know the the nights that I slept eight hours, uh, you know my performance was better. You know the the nights that I slept six or you know five, six or seven, you know it wasn't as good. So you know it goes to show you that that sleep definitely makes a difference. Uh, and you know the more the more sleep that you have, the the better performance that you have. Justin Jefferson appearing courtesy of Sleep Number Smart Beds. My man, I wish we had more time, but I'm gonna take what we got. That was great. Really good to see. You. I appreciate you. Same to you, Thank man. You appreciate much. you having me. Really good of to see course, you, dude. Thank course. you, JJ. All yes, right. Sir. There you go. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help routinely remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. I'm talking about my guy, Tim Brown. Tim, it is so good to see you, man. How are you? Good to see you, baby. Good to see you. You look good, man. Thank you, Tim. You too. You you and I have done this a long, long time. No doubt. How are you living? How's your life? Everybody's good, man. My wife and kids are in town for the documentary, and, um, you know, everybody's good, man. Good, good. good. I want to talk to you about the doc because the doc is really, really interesting. I just mentioned Justin Jefferson as one all-time great looking at potentially a guy. He said to me, I want to go down as the greatest wide receiver of all time. He just made that point. And not not in a bad way. Right, right, right. You know, right? Right, right. Right, is right. one all-time great looking at a guy who probably will go down one day as one of the all-time greats. What do you think about his game and the young man's approach and oh, attitude? Oh, man, I, I love his game, no doubt about it. You know, I, I had someone to call me from Minnesota um, towards the end of the season, just wanted to talk about him. I said, look, I mean, the thing about, about Justin is he, he does it all. You know, he runs he runs all the routes. You know, he's not a deep guy or an intermediate, intermediate guy. He's a guy that, that wants to do it all. So I think from that standpoint, man, it's – it's a, it's a pleasure to be able to watch him. You know, I, if he's on, I'm watching. You know right. what I mean? That's, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, that's the highest praise, yeah. <laughs> especially coming from you. So, I mean, is he an outlier, or do you see, like, a young generation of receivers? He, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Like, when you look at these guys, are you amazed yeah. not by their freakish athletic ability and what they can do? Well, you know, look, I mean, he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, right. you know, I'm thinking this guy's like six feet like my height, and he just stepped down over here, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy. He's right. a big man, right. you know, and to be able to move the way he moves, man, is is really remarkable. And I think that's the thing that – and I think that was that was the beauty of Randy Moss. I think Randy Moss got different athletes in, involved with within a, with football. And now guys who are small forwards or shooting guards or whatever, they say, hey, well, Randy can do it. I can do it. You know what I mean? And and they realize they can run. They can change directions. And, and you know, you, you get guys like Justin Jefferson. Tim, what did you think the first time you saw six foot five Randy Moss I mean, running down the field doing what he was doing? It, it, it's it's like it's not fair. I mean, he's it's faster not. than you, he's taller than you. You know, what I mean, how in the world can you compete? You know what I mean? And and I I think I've only seen one guy, him and Charles Woodson went at it. Uh, when you up in Minnesota, man, it what was, was that it, like? Oh my God! I mean, it was it was like a dogfight out there, man. And and Charles was trying to jam him, and he would miss sometimes, and he'd go flying up sideline. And good thing the quarterback kept overthrowing him or whatever. But um, I mean, I think Charles held him in check. But what a physical football game that was, you know what I mean? So We're talking to Tim Brown, I love that you mentioned Charles Woodson. I talked to him not too long ago. I got some of his wine. Give me your thoughts on Charles Woodson, man. What a great player, dude! Look, what a man, great look, player. Look, so. His first training camp, right? So they put the rookie up against the, what, 10-year veteran at that time or whatever it was? Right. And uh, I'm like, ah, you know, hey, you know, I, I am who I am at that particular point. So, you know, the more about like, the less. You, you know who the yeah. hell I am? And, you know, and he even decided I'm not going to bump and run him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay off of him. I was like, oh, this kid doesn't have a, a – so I, I would, like, look at the quarterback and say, corner, give me a corner route, right? Let me double move this kid, right? So I go up, I make that plant, ta. I get to the top, and boom, I get one of my best, bro. You know what I mean? And I saw him spinning around. So, I, you know, I was like, well, once you spin him around, you, it's over. It's done. It's done. It's it's done. So I'm running to the side like, like this, and all of a sudden you see a hand come and knock the ball down. Right. right. And when you see it on film, it was freakish. Right. You know what I mean? And I said that. I, that was the first and only time we ever went together, the whole time we played together. Because I said, this will get way too <laughs> too, too, yeah, well too competitive, me. you know. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, this, That's this guy. That's a great story. This, this guy is – he was a freak from day one, 
And uh, I, I believe in year 18, he was still a freakish athlete playing in the NFL. All-famer Tim Brown joining us. We're going to talk about his documentary in a minute. You know, when you talk about a big man, I'm curious, Devontae Adams. Like, when you experience what he just experienced, and then you say goodbye to the quarterback that you came to play with, Tim, if you were him, what would you be thinking right now? I, yeah, I would be a little concerned about what's going on. And, you know, uh, look, I know as players we're not – you know, front office people, so we're not going to get that kind of intel. But I would think I would deserve a heads up that we're thinking we're, it may, you know, something before, you know, things went down. I understand that it was really Derek's, Derek's decision to, uh, to walk away because he didn't want to be a distraction. Uh, but just the thought of saying that you're going to bench a guy with two games to go Who's, who's given so much to the organization, I, I think is a little much. Is a little much. So, I, you know, I, I think if I was Devontae, I would want to have a couple more conversations with, with Josh just to see if I can get his mindset, pick up on something. You know, he said this to me last year and that happened. So now he's telling me this. You know, I, you, know you could play off that a little bit. I, I just think I, w- I would want to be a little bit more involved with what's going on. Why do you think that did not work out with Josh and Derek? Like, on the outside looking in, I thought that would be good. I thought they'd be good for each other. I was yeah. not right about that. What do you no, think happened? Look, look. I mean, you know, Josh has the ultimate um, drop-back quarterback, you know, system. I mean, yes. He did it with Tom Brady. I mean, yes. Tom Brady never ran. You know what I mean? So you, I thought, wow, you know. I mean, <laughs> he, he'll be able to put Derek where Derek wants to be in the pocket and be able to get things done. And that just didn't happen, man. And, uh, you know, so um, – and then, you know, you see when they bring in uh, the kid, Sid, uh, uh, Stidham. Stidham, the offense is wide open. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you saw plays, it's like, where, where was that play two weeks ago? Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. I, I just think that uh, I hope and I want these guys to get this thing done, man, so I can, you know, enjoy my Sunday afternoons and not have to be apologizing to Radio Nation about what's not going on. Not having this conversation with me. <laughs> Tim Brown joining us right now. So, Tim, you're a part of a sports documentary. You are the EP, the executive producer on The Perfect Ten. It's going to premiere, as I mentioned, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Who are The Perfect Ten, and what is that talk about? Yeah, so Doak Walker was the first guy um, to to become a Heisman winner and a Hall of Famer. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's who they are. Let me just jump in. Yeah. They're Heisman Trophy winners and Hall of Famers. And Hall of Famers. There's only yeah. 10 guys who've only done that. Only 10 guys, yeah. Okay. More guys have walked on the moon that have accomplished its feet. Okay, all right. <laughs> but uh, so you, you have Paul Horning, the golden boy himself. Uh, you have Roger Staubach. And uh, then you have Tony Dorsett, Earl Campbell, uh, Marcus Allen. You have uh, myself, Barry Sanders. And the last one being the great um, Charles Woodson. I'm missing one guy. By the initials of OJ, but uh, he's part of the story, but not part of the documentary. You know, so, good. Yeah, so that's that's how we handle. Is that. that your decision? Because if so, good for you. No, it, it was everybody's decision. Uh, you know, we don't want to bring any negativity to what we're trying to accomplish. You know, we're trying to come together. The the ultimate thing was we wanted to get together and raise money for foundations. We have Prudential who who has come in to be a presenting sponsor uh, for the documentary. You know, we have Hall of Fame Village. We have Fox. Uh, you know, we have these uh, incredible groups who have, you know, signed on with us. So we don't, we don't, this is not going to be a negative thing. We're going to do great things. We're going to try to help people in the community. We did a, a, a blood drive for Red Cross yesterday that was in phenomenal. And we're planning on doing more across the country for them, uh, especially in our community, because we as colored folks don't, don't uh, donate uh, blood uh, as much as we should. And our people need it more than, than others. So uh, so we're going to try to hit that pretty hard, man. But uh, And that's what we want to do. We want to bring in more companies, more people who want to help us uh, give money back to nonprofits and, uh, and do some incredible things. Good for you, Tim. So in terms of the exclusivity of this club, there's only 10 members. As you mentioned, there have been more people who have walked on the moon than are in this club. So I talked to Anthony Munoz the other day, and I said, Anthony, I mean, I would imagine when you play, when you play the game, there's a bond, a bond mm-hmm. with the guys that you played with that you'll never have anywhere else and then I asked him what's that bond like with the Hall of Fame and he said that's a totally different thing and an amazing bond what's a bond like when you're a when you're with a group 
of nine others. Mm. I mean, how do you explain that bond? Because yeah. you are in the Hall of Fame, and you have those bonds that you had over your career. How is this bond different than all the other bonds? Well, look, I mean, to be able to look around a room and only see one receiver in the room. That that's too. Me. Right. Only what's, see that, one. what's that feel like? Oh, you know, you know, you know me well. You know I'm not a guy that, you know, does any kind of bragging or anything. But for a minute, when I first... <laughs> For a minute, Jimmy. If not, I, Tim, if not then, then when? Right. I, I, let, I let myself say, you're a bad boy. You're just, <laughs> <laughs> you should, dude. You, should. you know, so there's only one DB. you are. <laughs> there's only one DB in Charles Woodson. And I tell you, man, I wish I, I wish we would have filmed Roger Starback when we told him that he was the only quarterback to accomplish this. What was his reaction? Uh, he, he was just, he almost went to tears, man. He was so it meant excited. That mu- it yeah. meant that much to him. It meant that much to him, you know. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, and I, I think from that standpoint, man, you know, when when we got in, we'd never been in the room before. So the seven of us got together. It's first time ever we've been What was the, in the room. energy like in that room? Right, you know, you know, it wasn't no big, big, big me's and little you's. It was everybody going, wow. Oh, I, I get I, I get that too because I went through this and somebody else. Oh yeah, that was awesome because you know I thought about this and do you have Marcus? You know we telling stories about you know being where we are. Marcus says at 11 years old, he knew he was going to win the Heisman. He did. He he did his Heisman speech at did 11 you, years did old. Did you when you were 11? No, absolutely not. Dude, he you was know? practicing his Heisman <laughs> speech at 11. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I guess Marcus had no problem calling himself a bad boy. Bad, bad boy. <laughs> he started at 11. You know, so I, I just think that there were different avenues to get to where we got to. But, you know, the longevity, the sustained longevity of es- excellence, you know, I mean, we, we compared it to somebody winning four gold medals, you right. know, four different and four different uh, uh, Olympics. You know what I mean? I mean, that kind of sustained excellence you just don't see. Uh, and athletes, um, and that's why there's only 10 guys who have done it. Was Earl in the room? Oh, absolutely. How's he doing? And for those who don't know or don't remember, man, my man was, he was something fierce, dude. No, he, he was he, incredible, yeah. wasn't he? No. I mean, and, you know, his voice now, you know, he has that big, deep, raspy voice, and he talk a little slow. But, he, I mean, when he speaks, man, he speaks from the heart. But does he and, show up with that presence oh, still? absolutely. Like he's Earl yeah, Bleeping yeah. Campbell, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, he is uh, – he was so phenomenal in the in the video. Um, so, look, I, I really believe that people are going to – they're going to like – may not blow people away, you know, it may blow – you know, I, I don't know. I haven't, A lot of people have seen it and they tell me, you know, they walk away crying and all this stuff. I, I, I don't know, you know, because I, I didn't have you not, see – Have you not seen it? I, I didn't I didn't want to do it. I wanted to watch it with my family. Okay. And uh, so I like I'll, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a chance to do that on Saturday afternoon. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just think, man, you know, the opportunity to – first of all, and then I, you know, I have to be careful because I'm, I'm both on the executive producer side and the legend side when I say I want to, you know, really highlight these guys and what they've done because it's so incredible. And, um, you know, so I think from that standpoint, being able to add one more rose to these guys, you know, sure. to, to their to, to what they have already, I think is a beautiful thing because, uh, you know, you can see a Roger who is, you know, early 80s now uh, wow. that. God, that's you know, hard to believe. It was, it was, it was, it was an emotional moment, moment, moment for him. It was something that he really, he really, uh, you know, loved the fact that we were, we were making this happen. All right, so he's a Heisman Trophy winner and a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Only ten guys have done that. Hence the doc, the Perfect Ten, presented by Prudential. It's going to premiere Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Good friend of mine, always Tim Brown. Tim, really good to see you. Jimmy, Appreciate thank you so you, much. Brother. Appreciate you, good man. To see you. Absolutely. All right, yes, looking sir. forward to it. Tim Brown joining us. That was fun. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you are buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. And if you don't see it, Ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Well, Trapper, what's your beef? Aaron Jones, all right, selected with the 182nd pick in the 27 draft out of UTEP, a pro bowler in 2020, coming off a big year where he led the Packers in rushing. He had a career high 
a career high, 1,121 yards. He had a couple of TDs. He is one of my favorite dudes to chop it up with here on the row. My man, what's going on, dude? How are you? I'm doing great, and you? Thank you good, for having me good. always. All right, so first of all, thanks for coming on always. My first question to you, how is the fam? Where is the fam? And are they here with you right now? The fam is doing great. Yes, the fam is here. They're, they're right over here behind us, my brother, my mom. Uh, my sister didn't make the trip this year, and she's back at home uh, watching my niece and my son. Okay, good. I like hearing that. How's the fam back home? Oh, they're doing great. Uh, What's it like being blessed. a dad? It's fun. It's uh, it's surreal, you know. Every day, uh, you're like, you're teaching somebody how to like live. You know, it's it's new to me. Dude, you nailed um, that. You're, you're teaching somebody how to live. Like that's a pretty awesome responsibility, it, right? It, it's amazing, and just to see uh, how they pick up things like a sponge and learn from you and it's, it's I, I enjoy it uh he loves football I come home he put he puts on a helmet and he goes and finds my helmet from last how year how old is he now uh two and a half okay and he wants to play football so I'm like hey let's let's get it sometimes yeah. I'm like man I don't want to put on this helmet I had a had a helmet on all day but it's a part as a it's a part of being a dad Aaron Jones joining us so what does pops like does pop say to you yeah you see you see now you know now you know what it's like right yes sir you, you guys can probably relate on that level like now I'm old enough now my father passed away when he was 59 but i remember thinking to myself growing up like man dude this dude this dude does not get it this dude does not get it and now that i'm his age when he passed away i'm like i am that dude <laughs> <laughs> yes sir how did that no, happen 100 uh but it, it just comes from a great foundation you know you come from a great foundation and yeah i just want to give that back to my son even more uh i've, I've seen the right way to do it uh i mean from uh raising kids being a man to loving a woman just doing everything the right way that's so great aaron jones joining us you know i bring it up because your family i think a lot of people know your family's amazing and you were raised in a military family so your parents both served in the army so you moved around quite a bit growing up you lived in germany kentucky virginia texas now that you're a vet on the packers do you see wisconsin as a workplace or do you feel like it's home uh both um it's definitely home you know uh home is where your heart's at and uh, my heart's there in Green Bay, you know. I've been there for six years. Uh, it's, the community is nothing like it. Uh, I feel like it's very similar to the community that I come from in El Paso, just very close-knit, tight. Uh, so, I mean, I, I love it there. But uh, when it, after the season, I do, I do leave. But I do do a lot of charity work there, giving back in the community, different things like that. See, listen, I understand it. I want to be very clear about this. Like, our son is graduating. Listeners probably get sick of me saying this, but just, just as a reminder to you, our son is a senior at the University of Wisconsin. We have a home in the Northwoods in Eagle River. I okay. love that state. Eagle River. Eagle River. Yes, in sir. fact, my, dude, my wife's there right now. So here you and I are kicking it in Arizona under the sunshine. My <laughs> wife is in Freezer. Eagle River today, dude. What is she dealing with right now this time of year there? Uh, what are the elements like? It's, it's probably like 10 degrees today. Because I've never been like this time it's of year. It's probably like 10 degrees. My, it's probably some snow still on the ground if it hasn't snowed. Um, no, dude, the lake is frozen. It's frozen. Run, yeah. Catfish Lake. It's you, frozen. People, you probably see people ice fishing and walking over the lake. Right, drive driving cars over, over right. the lake is what is, is mind blowing to me. <laughs> I, I've never. That, that was really my first time, like up north, or being in like cold weather. Right. So the first time I see that, I was like, is there, like, you can drive on ice? Like, You're that, right. Is that car I'm not, not going to go? Yeah. <laughs> is the ice not going to break? They're like, oh no, the ice dude, is super so, thick. Are, are, like, so are you about that life? I mean, like, because they're like, hey, Rome, come on, man, you're soft. I'm like, yeah, and. You, uh, right, I'm right, right, right you're right. Like, like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> what can you do? They're like, you can ice fish, you can snowmobile. Like, are you about any of that activity? Uh, I think I was snowmobile. Okay. I don't know about she is ice today. fishing. Oh, I know about it. I'm not doing it. And I, I, I know about it, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I do it. Uh, I, 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 I like Here's to try it once. I try it once. Okay, I say that's my thing. I should go there once before I crack on it. Dude, looking at your season, you average 5.3 yards per carry. Like, what's your protocol? Like, you, you sound great. You look great. How long do you shut it down? Like, for a number of days before you start to ramp back up and your body bounces back? How do you approach it? Uh, I never really shut it down. Uh, I mean, after the season, I'm, I think I stayed in Green Bay for a week. Uh, and I... Uh, Still was getting some work in, uh, just not as, like, no running. Like, like maintenance? Maintenance, maintenance yes, sir. And then I uh, got home the next week, and I started working out right away. But, uh, like, no running, wow. like, just lifting, lifting, lifting. And then uh, so just continuing that. And then uh, last week I really started, like, training, training. So you're in your, your regiment already? Yes, sir. 
Aaron Jones joining us. That stands to reason when you play the way you play. So Aaron is getting ready for a four-day darkness retreat to contemplate his future. You've played your entire career with Aaron. In moments like this, what do you do? Like, do you respect his privacy and give him his space? Will you shoot him a text just to check in and say, what's up? How do you approach that? Uh, I just respect him, give him his space. He knows I love him. Uh, and he, he knows our relationship. So I just I give him space and, uh, you know, let him, let him do him. And when it's time for him to come back, he'll come back or – uh, reach out every now and then, but uh, mostly give him his space. I've known Aaron a long time, too, and I, I respect his process. I respect where he's coming from. I respect that my man kind of is a different dude in the way he thinks about things. Dude, five minutes, 15 minutes of deep meditation and reflection? Dude, I think you know that's hard, man. That, that that's hard. hard. Four days? It's insane. Dude, what do you think when you hear that? Four days. Four days? I'm like, damn, that's a long time. And then, Dude, four minutes sounds like a long time. It is. <laughs> it's hard, four minutes right? is a long time. <laughs> so I, I couldn't what, imagine what, four what's days. Your, yeah, what's your reaction to that four days? Like, I mean, I, I feel like I knew A-Rod would do something like, like, like that, you know. Um, he's, I feel like he's taken different retreats before. But uh, when I heard, like, darkness for four days, it's like, wow, like. I I be, be worried about like where's my son or uh, or I gotta call my mom and check on her different things like that so I don't think I could do it. I, th I think that's how committed he is, man. He's not he's not thinking about anything. I think that's the whole point. That's why you do that, right? You're not thinking about anything but the thing. So we find out, dude. What's your gut tell you? Like you know him. Are you at all fearful that maybe you've already played your last game with Aaron? Um, for some reason, no. I I mean, I feel like. I feel like he'll be back. I don't know. I just he uh, he had fun this year. Uh, as as the season started getting later, we started clicking and gelling, and until we were taking that step. And uh, I think he sees that, and I think we have all the pieces that we need, and he kind of sees that as well. And then uh, I think he wants to go out on his own. He wants his like his own flowers. He doesn't want to share it with Tom Brady or something like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. I see that. That's another reason to come back. And, you know, man, so few great athletes, so few athletes get to go out on their own terms, especially a dude like that. That's crazy. You know, it's crazy. But then, but then again, like, Tom Brady ended up in somebody else's uniform. Joe Montana ended up in somebody else's uniform. It seems really weird to me that Aaron would be in somebody else's uniform, but it's happened before. That that would be the weirdest thing to me. That'd be, what, like, what would that to be see like? It, it, it'd be wild. It, I, I, it wouldn't look right to me. You know, I've seen him for I don't know how many years in a Green Bay jersey. Was it 16, 17? Yeah. Uh, and to see him, like, in another jersey, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't feel right. I appreciate that, man. So, really quickly, if, if, in fact, that's what happens, like, Jordan Love, we, you see him. You see him practice. You know what he's about. If, in fact, it's his time, is he ready? What do you like about his game? Uh, Jordan Love is, is definitely ready. Uh, I feel like he's, from the time he's came in to now, he's just continued to work, work, work. And uh, you can see the confidence starting to come out even more and more. And then uh, he, he got some time to play in games this, this past season. And uh, you can tell he made that jump, and he's confident out there, and he's capable, and he can do it at a high level. So I feel like he'll definitely be that guy when uh, A-Rod's gone. Aaron Jones joining us right now. Let me ask you, as somebody who totes the rock at a really high level, how much respect do you have for that Philadelphia ground game led by Miles Sanders and the depth they have at that position? Uh, I got a lot of respect for them. Uh, you know, uh, they run the rock uh, up front. They get after it. They they lean it on you. And uh, if, if you can run the ball, you, I feel like you can control the game. And, uh, you know, they, they do that well from quarterback to running back. Uh, and all three running backs do a, do a great job. So I uh, definitely love how they run the ball. It's a uh, it's beautiful to watch, watching Jason uh, Kelsey pull and knock out a linebacker and knock off a linebacker. Like, Dude, wow. They're physical, aren't they? They are physical, 100%. <laughs> much for the running back position being devalued. Has it made its comeback? Is it clear that you have to still run the – it might be a quarterback's lead, but you still have to run the football to win big? I, I think so. Uh, I think I think backs are showing their, their value. Um, and it's crazy to me that it was devalued because backs – line up out wide catch the ball they're running the ball uh they're blocking and pass protection so they're they're doing a lot of things that some of these other positions are doing so i don't know how our position got devalued like you said i guess because it would turn into a passing league but you still got to be able to run the ball Dude, how, how, how much how much you pride yourself in being able to do all those things uh i pride myself i, I definitely pride myself uh that's something i've worked on uh since i've came in and you know, you want to become a three-down back. You don't want to come off the field, and so I had to work. I had to work to get there and uh, work to get to some of those things. And so it's definitely just a blessing and um, 
just got to continue to work hard. Yeah, and my thing is, like, I've done this so long that I'm always trying to be really careful about being fair, being objective, not getting too close to people that I got to talk about because it's business. But you and I have a really good relationship. I just want to say this, like, man to man, friend to friend, your energy is amazing, dude. I oh, love, <laughs> love, love the way you showed up today, dude. You look great. You sound great. I appreciate the fam. Make sure they know that. And I appreciate you making time to find me every single year when you're around here. Oh, yes, sir. You know, I'll be back next year and find you again, <laughs> I appreciate man. appreciate that, man. All love. Thank you. So Thank much. You. All love. Aaron Jones. And to give you an example of why that's all love, there was no pitch. There was no promotional pitch. That's just my man coming by to pay a little respect. Come on the show. And I appreciate it, dude. Great to see you. Hey, Thank Jim you so much. Jim believed in me before anybody else did. Man, my love. That's, that's, that means so much to me that you said that. Yes, Thank sir. Much. And, and by the way, Aaron, I know Aaron's always been good to me, too, for the same reason. Like when, when it was so popular to run him under the bus and everybody was like, far, 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 far. I'm like, yeah, the gunslinger is incredible. I'm telling you, Aaron is a stud. Aaron can play. Aaron remembers, man. Aaron's a loyal dude, isn't he? he? Yes, he is. And all players, I feel like, they remember those things, you know. Um, you get no, doubted not, so not much. Not all do, dude. Not all do. Okay, i got to be right. honest with you. Guys, the, the guys, guys that are who have awesome, a chip dude. on their shoulders yes. and come from something and want more. They're about the right stuff. Yeah, they do. about the right stuff. Um, you don't forget those kind of people who believed in you when nobody else did. You know, it's those small, like those small little things that give you confidence when other people believe in you. Legendary Jay Stu, chew it. Stu, what's up, dude? Chew it. How you doing, Jim? Man, I'm doing so great. How about you, Stu? How dude, you living? You look great. Don't I? And that freaking timepiece. You didn't even see That's the first piece. thing I. <laughs> you stopped, dude. No, I saw your ID. JJJJ, JJJJ, Something's never changed, dude. Dude, you were still wooden and you were still laconic <laughs> and still lying out your ass. You didn't see a timepiece. You just thought that would respond to that. Oh, really? Thanks, dude. What's up, man? How you living? Dude, I'm doing well. Without I'm doing the well. You know, working in the industry, doing the Super Bowl week, all those years of uh, being kind of on the booking side. Now I'm kind of on the radio side. and What does that mean, Stu? Um, well, I booked your is show that, for is that, a, is that a demotion or a promotion? Well, I booked Are you your working show your for way down the ladder or up the ladder? Oh, who knows? I think I'm on the, uh, I think I'm on the, what do you call it? When, you, when Just, you say you're on the radio side, you mean, are you on the executive side? Are you yeah. on the on-air side? So for what the layman's out there, for the people that don't know radio, I booked Jim's show for almost 20 years. Um, now I'm an executive producer. I run my own show and uh, talk on the radio a lot. So they you know, let you on the radio. You tell dude, me dude, if that's a promotion or not. No, that, that's definitely a demotion. I get paid less. Same, dude, same, okay. <laughs> <laughs> same old stew, man. Same old stew. Dude, here's, let's have Do a it. real moment right now real moment. without being really weird. Stu, you're great because, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Like, you know I'm a solid dude, and you also know business. There are some people who have come through the program, and they leave, and it's not good. And I never want that. Mm -hmm. I never want anybody to leave on bad terms, but it's business. And then there's some that come through the show, and they leave on great terms, and mm -hmm. I'm always fired up. You have always been awesome, a great ambassador for brand, product, the show, a good experience. I want you to know how much I appreciate that. And now you can tell me how much you appreciate me. No, actually, you appreciate the clones, though, right? You still have a good connection no, with the clones. I mean, that's the thing. First, first and foremost, I appreciate you. Without Jim Rohn, there is no Jay Stu. There's no Jason Stewart. I'm not the executive producer in radio right now. So pretty much my entire livelihood is dedicated to you. Um, so well, that's, not, that's not true, but thank you. Now, clones. Uh, when I left you that day, it was 10 years ago, by the way. Okay. We're, at, we're at 10 years. Wild, right? When I left you that day, I had 20,000 followers on Twitter. You actually went on the air and you're like, let's get Stu up to 20,000. That was your thing. Uh, I'm down to about 16,000, but that's a lot less than that's I thought I would. your fault, I'll dude. Oh. I can't do everything for you. <laughs> but I, I've been leaking oil, but the, the, the point is, those are all clones. Yeah. Those are clones that just stick to my brand. They still want it, J. It, Stu brand. It, it, isn't that incredible? It that, is. It's incredible that, A, you have a brand, a J. Stu brand. But you know what, though? That, that's, that speaks to the clones. If we're talking loyalty and appreciation. Dude, that 10 years later, <laughs> if, if you've only bled out 4,000, that's not too bad. Not like if, you one say, bit. if you had said to me, hey, Jim, what do you think? If I left you with 20,000 followers, how many would you think that I'd have right now? I would have said a couple hundred. <laughs> exactly. Maybe 400. Dude. Maybe 500. <laughs> not that GERB, but 500. You remember uh, uh, Bruce Feldman? One of, of our guys, right? He left ESPN. I remember him saying he left. He lost like half his followers because of that. And I thought I was just in for a perch. But um, thank you, clones, for sticking with me. Um, I love you. Dude, and, uh, at you least love you're me. not. At least you're not about the followers, dude. <laughs> at least you're not about the Stu show. At, no, J we, at Jason Stewart, by the way. Dude, 
<laughs> S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Wooden and laconic. When we talk about wooden and laconic, it's Jay Stu. We, look, listen, it's really important that you and I keep looking forward and grinding, but it's okay once in a while to look back and think about how yeah. things were. Dude, the fact that you were a movie star while you were on the show was so amazing. The fact that you were cast in so many movies, do people still bring that up? Always. Yep. They, th- they throw out... Uh, or do they bring up they used to watch porn with 10 other dudes in a room? They, they bring that up, too. But every once in a while, I'll be like, I'll just be walking by and somebody would say, chew it! And I'll look back, and it's just a clone, <laughs> somebody in the business. You always say that. Chew it! You know, Yvonne, Yvonne, just a couple, please! They'll the just yell dude. that it's out. So good. Yvonne, We're still just a couple, 20 years later. Stu, you know what I mean? This is what I like about you. I'm, I'm proud of you that you've gone on to become an EP, and you have your Thank show, you. and you have your voice, and you have your brand, and you've done just fine without pops. I'm proud of that. But, you know, I'm proud that you, that you embrace that. You're not like, hey, man, hey, man, hey, man, stop already. That already happened. That already Never. went down. Like, like, KB was great. I love I love Kyle. Mm-hmm. And Kyle and I would be out, and then somebody would come by like, yo, dude, dude, you're on The Real World. And Kyle would just bark at him like, yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> not Ryan, like, it's Ryan. Dude, it's okay, man. You can embrace that. Yeah. But I also respected that Kyle was like, dude, I want to accomplish other things. Yep. I had we a can ball. do both. We can do both, we right? Can do both. It's we okay to both. look back and appreciate the past. I'm glad you brought that forward. up. Yes, I, I could not Share be your more thoughts on that. I, I can't believe I be care about your opinions, Stu. Share your thoughts on that. Uh, my thoughts on that are Kyle is always going to be looking for the next big thing. Yeah. Um, I've always been a type that I didn't come from much. I was a self-made man. Uh, you, put, you gave me everything that I've had. So I'm never going to lose that. How's Jacob, I'm always going to appreciate that. How's Jacob? Oh, he's amazing. He's 25. <laughs> uh, yeah, I turned 50 in October, clones, and my son's 25. Take that. Dude, but how he's good? What does that make? Jake 18 and 19? Or? No, Jake's graduating college this year, dude. So he's only Jake's three or four 20, years Jake's younger 21. than Jacob. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Logue's just throwing those sidearm curveballs on dropping your Instagram. Down, but you know, I keep thing, yeah, I keep doing that. thing is, he, he's got some really wicked movement. And believe it or not, Logan is like 6'1", buck 80, still growing. And I thought maybe some small college, but he realized that he liked hanging out with the bros, lifting with the bros, eating, and the ladies. So? So I, I think, haven't heard the yeah, update. Exactly, yeah, right? <laughs> so you're like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, so I like the, the, the update is probably college baseball may not be in the works. Oh, okay. Anyway, Stu, dude, love you. Love really you, good man. to see you. Proud of you, man. Proud of you. And thanks for representing the jungle always. You got Even it. Even years past. You got it. Appreciate love you, it, clowns. Love you, Jim. Jay Stu, love you. Jungle. Jason Bleeping Stewart. Love it. Even Alvin's giving you a shout out. That's what you get, man. You never know. So I had hit, the plan was a split segment with Matthew Judon and Josh Jacobs, and I ended up with Stu. That's kind of a come down. Just kidding. That's Clones, why I know. Insider. Clones, I want your reaction. First of all, it hit Stu up on Twitter because, well, it's obviously very important to him. Hit him up on Twitter. If you don't really understand what just happened, Jay Stu was the longtime booker of this radio program before it became a TV program. And Stu has been in a number of movies as a result. Like, you look him up. Check out his IMDb page. Stu is a legend of the program. And as he just pointed out, it's kind of hard to imagine. It's been 10 years since Stu has been a part of the show. But he left the show. He left the show on good terms. And the clones always embraced him. So, wow. Check that out. What do you got? We got a couple of moments here. (laughs) You always say that. Open it up. What are you boys doing? How you doing, big dog? All right. So we're joined right now. There's some serious hardware (laughs) right there. Really quickly, because we're at the end of the segment, my man. What is that thing exactly? It's the uh, NFL... FedEx Ground Player of the Year Award. And it goes to none other than Josh Jacobs. We're talking about somebody who had an enormous season. He was damned to the Pro Bowl. He was a first-team All-Pro. He led the league in rushing a career-high 1,653 yards, 12 rushing touchdowns, and appears courtesy of the FedEx Aaron Ground NFL Players of the Year Award. Dude, are you been toting that thing around all day long? Like, yes, dude, I know heavy. you run hard and all, man. But you know what you should do? You drill a hole in that thing and wear that around your neck, dude. Put that on a chain. Man, it's too heavy for that, man. I ain't going to lie. Dude, congrats. Like, I mean, talk about an option or a contract year. Coming into the year, did you think that you had that kind of year in you? Was that your expectation? Yeah, man, because, you know, in the offseason, I felt like I finally learned my body, man. I felt like I finally, uh, you know, found out what worked for me. Um, 
and it was the first first time I came into the season just feeling really good, you know. So I knew it was going to be a good year. So what do you mean by that? The way you fueled your body, the way you took care of your body, yeah, the way you no, used the way, your body? The, the way that I trained, I feel like I used to work out too much, you know. Like, and by the time we get to, like, week 10, week 12, my body would be, like, gassed. breaking down. I'd yeah, be yeah. like, all right, I'm tired, you know. Like, so I, I learned how to, you know, how to properly – work out but then also space it in with you know treatments and therapy and things like that uh so i think that was the biggest thing for real dude how did you feel at the end of the year man you ran hard <laughs> dude you ran hard all year long yeah how did you feel by your end i'm not gonna lie like i didn't have like no bumps or bruises until like week 13 like i was coming out of game so clean i i didn't feel like i played dude you know it was cra- it was crazy this year like and then at the end of the season by like the last game i had a little uh oblique oblique strain but i felt pretty good my, my thing is you and i don't have much time but you know how this is business is business sometimes you have the hammer and sometimes you get hammered <laughs> given the year you just had and you being a free agent you're in a really good spot how are you approaching free agency what's your mindset right now man if it's up to me man i, I would want to be a rated for life you know uh just because like just because you know i'm one of them guys man where i came into something and uh you know that they, they took a chance on me and uh you know, I, I remember the, the greatness that the Raiders used to be, and I, I want to be a part of getting them back to that. Josh Jacobs joining us. I really like that because you, you can make the argument that because it got to this point, you might not feel the love, you yeah. might not feel the respect, you might not feel the appreciation. I'm not hearing that from you. Nah, man, because at the end of the day, man, I, I look at the record books and things like that. I hold almost every record uh, for a running back. You know, like I already, I've left my mark on this team, but – I haven't won enough, and that's the thing that I, I feel like I couldn't leave this organization without doing that first. You have some unfinished business. So do you feel like, I mean, you're putting it out there, do you feel like they're going to return that love in the way of a fair market value? It's one thing to say, yo, dude, yeah. we love you, you're our guy, yeah. but business is business. Do you feel like something long-term is going to get done and you're going to get fair market value? You know, I honestly don't know, but... I would say this, like, if we get the right pieces, you know, obviously we got a quarterback situation right now. Uh, you know, we got some guys that we need on defense and some guys up front, things like that. If we get the right situation, uh, I wouldn't mind, you know, uh, coming back, you know, for less or anything like that. But it just got to make sense. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate that, too. Josh Jacobs joining us. I was going to say, do you want to be paid like an elite back or do you want to be paid like the best back? Like I said, it depends on the situation. Yeah. It depends on the situation. If you're going to come in and you have me be the guy and it's just me and, and, and Tay and we got to figure it out, then I, I obviously want to be paid like the best, like the, like, like the number one, you know. But if you put some guys around me where, you know, we all, you know, contribute and, and do this, thing, this that, and the third, uh, I'll be okay taking a little less. This is something else I appreciate about, appreciate about you, not only that you said that, that I can just keep firing you contract questions when nobody ever wants to talk about their contract. <laughs> so thanks for that. Here's something else. They pay me to be objective, right? Like, I can't play favorites because it's like, dude, they, you're biased, man. That's your dude. That's why you're saying that. Yeah. They pay me not to have favorites. Dude, you are one of my favorites. I appreciate You are one that. of my favorites. I'll just say that point blank to you and not because you're here. Because, man, dude, you run so hard. Yeah. So hard. What are you running on? What, what's the fuel? What's the chip? What's your fire, man? What, what, what's it coming from? You know, a lot of times I think of a few things. Um, is the defense talking to me that day? Because that's going to turn me up. <laughs> I think about do that. They, do they still? Uh, no, nah, they try to be friends. <laughs> uh, now? They try to be friends. But I also think, like, man, this is on TV. This is this is what I'm putting out there, you know. And uh, at the end of the day, I really embody, you know, what it means to be a Raider and, and to have that shield and, and what I put out there, uh, and what product I put out there. So every time I try to go out there, man, I know it's an honor and it's a blessing that I'm even, you know, in a position that I'm in. So I try to give it everything that I have. For so real. really quickly, I've done this a long time. Raider fans are a breed apart. What's it mean to you to play in the silver black, to represent the silver and black, to be a Raider? Man, I got it tatted on me, man. Huh. I, I think I'm going to be a Raider for life. And I know some people say that, but I, I, I really mean that. Yeah, so I... I just feel like I'm a part of the family now, man. You know, you go through you go through ups and downs with your family, but you know, you always stick through. All right, so you got that award. One last thought: What's it mean to you to be the FedEx Aaron Ground NFL Player of the Year? Man, it's a blessing, and honor, man. It's a fan vote award, so you know, just to, just to be does able that to mean more the, because it's a fan vote? Yeah, it mean it, it means more. I mean, I, I think that what your peers vote on you is obviously the sure. ultimate highest. But, like, you know, for me, just to be, you know, feel like I was always an underdog and things like that, just to see that the people are recognized the work that I put in is, is definitely huge for me. Dude, I, I so approve. First of all, congrats. 
Appreciate you. Appreciate that we can spend some time together. And, dude, I really, really like watching you work, Josh. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate Thank you so you, much. Man. Thanks for having me. Congrats, dude. Good night, man.